BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, welcome to the Blonde Files podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Laurie, and I'm here to talk all things wellness. From how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and everything in between, no topic is off limits. I know there is so much information out there, so I'm here to help you navigate it all and live your best life. Thanks for listening. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. So it's no secret that 2020 has been pretty unrelenting in its horror. And for this episode, I wanted to bring in my friend, Heather McMahon. You all know her. She's a comedian. She's an Instagram star. She's an actress. She is hilarious. And I wanted to go over the top stories of the year and get her comedic take on them. But when I looked up the top stories of the year, they pretty much went from bad to awful, to worse, and then some. And there was really nothing funny about them at all. So instead, we just had a genuine catch-up. We hadn't spoken in a while before we did this podcast. So we were like genuinely catching up on each other's lives. We were talking about the year. We are catching up on what's new in each other's lives and relationships. And we're talking embarrassing Zoom stories and our thoughts on trends of 2020. We're talking TikTok. We are talking about being in creative ruts, highs and lows, lessons learned in 2020 and goals for 2021, moments of hate and moments of love with our significant others and just so much more. Heather is hilarious and I know you guys are going to love this episode. So enjoy. All right. Welcome, Heather. Hi. How are you, doll? (laughs) So good to see you. Oh, great to see you. I'm sorry that we're doing this over the computer. I'm, I'm done with Zoom. Like, I don't know how you feel, but I'm fucking done with it. I have a major resentment against Zoom. I yeah. cannot stand it. It's it gives me anxiety. It <laughs> yeah. like makes me want to like get a new face. It's just awful. <laughs> I know. It, I apparently I maybe it's just because I'm lazy, but I didn't realize that there's all these different ways that you can like have a cooler background or you can like change your face. Like you can do all these different filters. And so the whole time I've just looked busted as hell. And then you know these young kids on TikTok try and show you how to fix the screen. I'm like, this is too many steps. I need a one step fix or I'm not doing it. You know what I'm saying? You can get filters. I didn't know that. I know you can do backgrounds, but. No, apparently you can like flip it so that um, like, fuck, I don't know what the proper term is, but you like flip the screen so that you look normal. Oh, (laughs) 
I don't know. <laughs> See, I'm not, I'm not as hip as the kids are. I didn't even know that you could tap your credit card to, to charge something. I've been sticking the chip in. Wait a minute. You know, you Wait can tap second. your credit card. Are you yeah, learning you can, all of this on TikTok? <laughs> literally, the youth of America is teaching me how to be a more efficient adult. Yes. Yes, wow. I'm learning this on TikTok. Yeah. Okay, I need to get back on TikTok. I saw that you've been watching prison TikTok, right? I need you to explain this whole thing to me. Listen, I don't even know how I got down this wormhole. I don't really understand how TikTok suggests things for you, but on my For You page, it's always prison TikTok. There's there's like so many deep layers of questions here. One, how did the guys get the phones? Two, how are they recording this stuff in prison and not getting caught? Three, um, you know, they basically, a lot of them have become like prison TikTok stars. So are they getting brand deals while they're locked up? <laughs> I need to know who's managing this talent to the point where I'm like, is this a side hustle? Like, do I start writing letters to these men in prison and say, I will represent you and get you some brand deals? You right, know? or like, do you want to come on my podcast? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. I mean, if we can podcast, you know, over Zoom, why can't I ask one of the guys to come out to the rec room and get right. on the computer, you know? Mm-hmm. That, that does open up a whole slew of questions because yeah, how are they getting the phones in? I guess it's probably kind of easy to get like a burner phone in, but like how yeah. do you do a TikTok and become an internet star without anybody knowing? Like they have to know. There's one guy that was is very famous in the prison TikTok. He did, okay, so he said, he's like this, I'll have to look it up, but I'll share it with your, I'll share it with your followers. So you can follow him. He was famous because he would do these hula hoop dances. He was like a very fabulous flamboyant man. And he would do these dances with the hula hoop. And I'm like, one, I didn't know they had hula hoops in prison. And it, so nobody hears from him for a while. Okay. He's doing these like really avant-garde dances with his hula hoop. Then he gets out of prison. And he's like, yo, that TikTok that made me famous, put me in solitary confinement for six months. And now I'm only getting like 10,000 views on shit when I used to get like 10 million. And so now I'm like invested. I'm like, oh no, you were just solitary confinement because you were entertaining us. And now Um, we're not giving you the love that, you know, we gave you when you were in your jumpsuit. No, I I feel like I need to support this guy. That's, that's internet fame. It's fickle. It's so fickle. (laughs) It's so fickle. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, trust and believe it is fickle as hell. Yeah. Okay, so I want to hear about how your year has been going. You know, obviously, I think a lot of us have been following along on stories, but it's been a long time since you and I have caught up. And this year, I think, has taken everybody by surprise. You were supposed to be getting married. You were living in New York when the year started. Now you're living in Atlanta, right? I don't know what's going on with the wedding. You're a mom. What's going on? Oh, girl, I have really done a, uh, a 180, if you will. So the wild thing was, I was in Asia when all of this stuff popped off. I was in Thailand, Vietnam, and Cambodia at the end of January. And the irony of it was, you know, I was on this wonderful vacation with one of my best friends, and everybody at home was like, don't get corona, don't bring back COVID. And little did we know, I never thought in a million years we'd flash forward nine months later, and we're still sitting in this shit. You know what I mean? I, I just... I honestly, genuinely, if you would have told me at New Year's on midnight that this this would have been our year, it would have been like, you're out of your mind. I think we mm-hmm. all you know, similarly feel that way. But yeah, so when everything kind of hit New York, it was in March on my birthday. And I looked at my fiance, Jeff, and I was like, Jeff, we can't do it in this apartment. Um, and also I was worried about my mom. My mom's 70, 
now 73, living in Atlanta. And I was like, she's, Robin doesn't take no for an answer. Like there's no way she's going to stay in the house and, and be locked down. So we came down to Atlanta and then we basically just said, uh, our lease was up in June and Jeff was like, what are we doing? Like we want to be close to family. We want to, I love being in the South. So we picked up our life, literally moved in with my mom. We're going to, you know, redo some of the stuff in the house and make it our own. And, and that's what we're doing. I mean, the wedding is, I haven't rescheduled for next year. If that's going to happen, who the hell knows? Like to me, I feel like everyone's like, do you feel this pressure as a bride? I'm like, no, because I, I literally think people will get an email the week before and it's like, can you come to Italy? The border just opened. You know what I mean? Like, what do you tell people? Um, you know, it's just been interesting. I, I have found the time, I've learned a lot about myself this year. I realized I'm either in full-blown balls to the wall, batshit crazy work mode, or I don't get out of bed till 3 p.m. and maybe go on a walk and like order some chicken tenders for dinner. Like I have no middle ground of like kind of being busy. It's either shit show or, you know, I've turned into complete hoarder, agoraphobic sloth in the bed. Like <laughs> just, I've learned that about myself. How are you doing? I think a lot, same. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people are kind of going through that too. I mean, I've been kind of the same, like I'm either like so in work mode and like, you know, I went back to school this year Yeah. and I mean, I've been going straight in school since January, which is like, uh, it's brutal Yeah. and working. And it's just been like, I, on the one hand, I feel like I have to like overcompensate and do everything and be like yep. on all the time and working, 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 like crazy. And then some days I just have to like pump the brakes and like, yep. Once the momentum stops, it's like it's done. Yeah, like the train stops, and you're and I'm just like done. And I think we need those days though. Like that's kind of self care. Like laying in bed all day. I mean, I did it this weekend. I like literally did nothing, and I just had to. I don't know if you have plans for New Year's Eve, but over here, we are going to just have a low-key night. I'm going to do like a charcuterie board and a nice spread, and we're going to toast to getting through 2020 and hopefully better luck next year. You know I don't drink, but I do like to do a mocktail or something besides just sparkling water, especially for festive occasions. So we will definitely be toasting with my favorite, Kin Euphorics. So Kin Euphorics are alcohol-free adaptogen and nootropic boosted beverages that are formulated to help you unwind, relax, and get social. I've told you about my favorite, which is the Kin Spritz. It's like a sparkling Aperol Spritz-like drink. But I'm thinking for New Year's, I'm going to do a Dream Light. This is a perfect nightcap. It tastes like an Amaro and it helps melt away stress, which is the perfect ending to this year. And not to mention it helps me sleep and I wake up feeling refreshed. Another one that you might love is the High Road, which is delicious with club soda and a splash of lime. And it's great if you're doing like a little social hour with a few friends. So Kin Euphorics has worked out a special deal for the Blonde Files podcast listeners. You can receive 15% off plus free shipping on your order. Just go to kinuphorics.com slash blondefiles or use the code blondefiles at checkout. That's B-L-O-N-D-E-F-I-L-E-S for 15% off plus free shipping. Again, that's kinuphorics.com slash blondefiles, K-I-N-E. 
E-U-P-H-O-R-I-C-S dot com slash B-L-O-N-D-E-F-I-L-E-S for 15% off plus free shipping. Hi, I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. We're the co-hosts of a podcast called A Thing or Two. It comes out every Monday and the basic premise is this. We share all the stuff we think more people should know about. So that's apps, recipes, books, the nationwide haagen vanilla bean shortage that nobody else was talking about. Our no one. Pref- no one. <laughs> our preferred vacuum brands, of which we have multiples, and critical explorations of our unique approaches to paper towel usage. Listen, we think you're going to like it. A lot of people do. And who's to say you'll be any different? Listen and subscribe wherever it is you listen and subscribe to podcasts. I definitely feel like, like on the broader picture, the bigger picture of this year, I feel like God sent everybody to their rooms and was like, you need to think about your shit. You know, you need to think about your life, where it's going, your family, the people that you have coming and going in your life. I've definitely learned that I have to be a little selfish now. You know, my, I've had an interesting year because last year was like the biggest year of my career. Like I've been working for 10 years to get to this momentum and I got to do this tour, which was awesome. But then it was like all the momentum going into this, this year was it, everything was supposed to keep going, right? I have 40 city tour that I was supposed to do this year. And like just having it all be put on halt was humbling, terrifying, and also just like, okay, I was burning the candle at both ends last year. I've got to somehow figure out how my self-care is just to like say no to some shit is what I'm realizing. Yeah. And it's hard, especially when you're in entertainment, you feel like you can't turn any job down, but I've had to just like pump the brakes and say, I need a minute. Yeah. Yeah. You were balls to the wall crazy last year with your tours. And like, it was just, even just watching your stories, I was like exhausted. (laughs) Me too. I I think for a lot of people, like, yeah, once all the distractions kind of fell away, we all kind of reevaluated our lives. Like, I don't know. It's like what you're doing, where you're living. So many people have moved, all of that. So it's very interesting. But can I commend you? I applaud you because one, I feel like you're just like this well of knowledge um, uh, when it comes like health and wellness and just everything. Like what I, I, we have to catch up even off camera too. I know. I have so many questions. <laughs> um, but you, I think have still bettered yourself this year. I can't say that for myself. Like you're getting an education. I tried to pick up, I was going to work on like my Duolingo with my Italian. I quit six times. I mean, I'm steadily working out just to curb the anxiety, the crippling yeah. fucking anxiety in my life. Yeah. But I don't feel like I have like taken up a hobby. Right. <laughs> Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, but I would say that you're bettering yourself too. I mean, moving in with your mom and and like reevaluating you know, everything that you're doing and you're still like killing it and doing all your stuff online and doing your podcast. You were in a movie, right? I mean, so you're still doing a lot too. It might not be school, but like, I wouldn't say that me going back to school is like any better or different from what you might be doing. I mean, I have felt very grateful that even though I wasn't able to tour and that's, you know, my biggest job every year is, um, I was able to, you know, go to Canada and shoot this thing for Netflix. And it was interesting. It was very cool to, to work during this time. And I feel very grateful. Can I be honest? Just a side note. Mm-hmm. I feel like a fucking idiot. I did not realize the economic repercussions of a, a global pandemic. <laughs> like when all this popped off in March, I looked at Jeff. I was like, okay, we're going to be in this for a couple of weeks, whatever. I didn't yeah. realize that like everyone was going to lose their job. No one could leave their home. I mean, I was thinking about it today. I was like, what a fucking idiot that I literally told my mom I was like, we'll probably only be here for like 
two or three weeks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think everybody was like in that same boat. Cause first we were told like a few weeks and then we were told, okay, another month. And then we were told that things would open up in the summer. And then it was like, okay, maybe a few more months. And so it's like, they keep like pushing the the goal further down the field, you know, and it's understandable. Right. I mean, look at what's happening. Like, but I don't think anybody expected that. Truly. I, I, I and I feel like everyone is going to wake up from this in like two years. It's going to take a while for the collective trauma of what we've all gone through this year Mm -hmm. to really hit. You know, I say this like after I lost my dad, I didn't really have a moment until like nine months after. And then I was like, oh, fuck, I survived that, you know? So I feel like check back in with everybody around November of next year. We got to do some wellness checks on people, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> it'll probably be like the roaring twenties, um, yeah. you know, where everybody just goes haywire, yeah. you know, pe- people who have never been to a nightclub are going to be in a tiny bandage <laughs> dress outside of like, you know, marquee club on the West side highway. Like I'm going to drink some Red Bull vodka and see what happens. Um, you know, I just think it's, it's, it's going to go one way or the other yeah. at some point it's going to hit us all. And we're just going to go, guys, are we ever going to talk about the fact that we made it out of life? Yeah. You know, that's so funny. Like, I don't know the whole idea of like acting out kind of in response to like being sheltered. It's, I mean, right. I won't be drinking, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've had like the strangest urges to do things. Like I'll see like someone's stories in Miami and I'm like, I want to go out in the club in Miami. Like I haven't gone to a club in so long. (laughs) I hate night clubbing. I'm an old lady. I'm like, it's too loud. My feet hurt. I'm wearing these like YSL palms that (laughs) went out of style 10 years ago. Leger dress. (laughs) I have two pairs of Spanx on. I can't even catch my breath. Not from the COVID, but the fact that there is no blood circulation going to my neck. Um, I, I said the same thing. There's been a lot of people in Miami and I think the COVID numbers in Miami are not great. But I said, I don't even like South Beach and I want to be on South Beach with a bad spray tan in, you know, a tight dress and a nightclub that's too loud. And I'm like, you know, play Avicii. Like I, I, I need that for my soul. Yeah. I totally agree. And I also do like, Chuck is probably so sick of me because every day I talk about where we're going to travel and like what I want to do for travel, 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 travel. Right. Like, I, cause I feel like just, I've been sitting in this house for nine months, like everybody else. And we were talking about going somewhere in Mexico in a few months, maybe. And uh-huh. with some friends and my friend was like, um, the place that we were talking about going in Monta. I don't know if you've heard about it. I haven't. Tell it's me like, all about it. It's you know, Punta Mita. I, I, it's like built into ooh. the side of a peninsula. It's gorgeous. And our friends have been there and she was like, just so you know, like it's not super luxurious. And I was like, I don't, I would stay on the floor of a fucking hostel right now. Like right. in the middle of nowhere. Like I don't care. Like as long as it's not my house, I'm there. Oh yeah. Like send me to like Eastern Europe. Like I need to be in Uzbekistan (laughs) at a, at a hostel in a bunk bed with a bunch of German tourists who don't speak English, but we can all connect because we can just like, you know, have a laugh together. Oh, I totally, totally hear you and feel you on that. I did a few things. Like I went to visit my family in July. This is when things were kind of dying down. So it was like, Oh, it's probably safe. Like airlines are taking all the precautions. Numbers weren't super high. And they live in Rhode Island. So I'm flying to Mm -hmm. Rhode Island, like not the most exotic locale, but I was like on the plane, like, oh my God. Like I felt like I was like a world. Yeah. Yeah, It was like so, 
so sad. You're like, I can't <laughs> wait to get to the great country of Rhode Island. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I felt like I was breaking out. So, so crazy. So hopefully we but won't take things-, things for granted next year or whenever True, this whole did. thing ends. Travel puts a lot of things in perspective too. There is, you know, I didn't get to do, I was the last like three or four years, I was kind of in work mode, like trying to build things up. And, and so I really, one, didn't have the time to take off to go travel. And after like really literally popping like my Asia cherry, like going all the way over there, which I think once you go to the other side of the world, you're like, oh, there, I have to do this all the time. Yeah, I had like you, like all these things I wanted to do, all these places I was going to travel, you know, the wedding in Italy. And now I feel the exact same way. I'm itching. I'm yeah. like, I want to go to, <laughs> you know, um, just like Belarus. I'm like, let's go. I need to see it. Let's make some friends. Just the most obscure places. I I, I need yes. to feel like I um yeah that I'm not trapped. Truly. Yeah. 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 I hear you, girl. I hear you. You guys know that Blue Blocks has been a supporter of the show since I started with Dear Media, and I've been a big fan of theirs since Andy Mant, the founder, came on the podcast last winter. And to be honest, light therapy glasses were not really a trend that I was on board with until I learned from him the science behind all of it and then tried them for myself. And now... Honestly, I can never go back. I am on my computer and phone all day, every day, unfortunately, as so many of us are. And I really noticed higher levels of tension and anxiety and insomnia and eye strain. But since I've been using Blue Blocks, all of these have definitely reduced. And I also use their other products like their red light bulbs, which have been a game changer for falling asleep and their sleep mask if I'm finding myself waking up a lot throughout the night. So if you're having trouble sleeping, and honestly, who isn't this year? Or if you are scrolling Twitter before bed, also understandable, definitely consider some blue light protection. A 2017 study done by the University of Houston found that participants wearing blue light blocking glasses showed about a 58% increase in their nighttime melatonin levels. So there are amazing benefits. Blue Blocks come in over 20 stylish frames, including prescription, non-prescription, and readers, and they can also turn almost any pair of your glasses into custom blue blockers. Everyone asks me which ones I wear in my Instagram stories, and my personal favorites are the crystal, but they are all very on point, so you can't go wrong. So if you want to get your energy back, sleep better, and block out the unhealthy effects of blue light, go to Blue Blocks today and get free shipping worldwide and 15% off with the code BLONDE, that's B-L-O-N-D-E, or go to blueblocks.com slash blonde. That is B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com slash B-L-O-N-D-E, or use the code B-L-O-N-D-E for 15% off. And now back to the show. How do you feel just like, I'm curious, you know, we've been taking it seriously just because my my mom and, you know, but I feel like there's so much misinformation. Like no one actually knows what's going on. Yeah. I mean, we've been taking it pretty seriously too. As you know, Chuck is quite a bit older and so he's right. more vulnerable. Um, So I'm trying to be like cognizant of that because I mean, I've been like, yes, masks. Yes. Like stay home, whatever. Like I'm, whatever they say, you know, whatever the scientists say, like I trust it. Okay. I'm not 
on the other end of that. But I'm not like so concerned about myself. I'm concerned about other people. Right. And I'm concerned about my husband. So we've been like really just staying home. I mean, he's back to he's back to work now though. And I'm like, that's not fair. Like right. we get to go somewhere every day. And but they're getting tested every day. I mean, I don't know how they did it on your movie set, but at Warner Brothers, if you like to even step on to step yeah. foot on set, you have to get tested. We were getting tested every day. Yeah, that we were working. And it was funny. I said, honestly, like, I'm not even worried about the COVIDs anymore because I've had the immunity of like like a sick cat my entire <laughs> life. I'm always sick with something. Yeah. But I said, it's just nice to go to work and know if anybody has anything else in general. I'm like, can you just swab everyone for yeah. everything? Like, yeah. it just kind of be nice to all be on the same page. Like, okay, you've got something, you've got something. All right, now we yeah. know what we're working with. You know, <laughs> I'm sure that's highly illegal, but I'm like, I mean, I'd like to know. Yeah, I'm kind of down with that too because I have immunity issues too. So I feel like I, it's always something. And I kind of feel, I know it doesn't work this way, but I kind of feel like peripherally because Chuck is getting tested every day. I'm like, all right, we're good. I'm good. Like today right. I'm good. But he right. said that there's like compliance officers on set. So he's shooting his Netflix thing with like Michael Douglas and, all, and like these big stars. And he said like, he'll be talking to them and someone will come up with a six foot stick and be like, excuse me, and like tap them and put the six foot thing and they have oh, to yeah. stand back. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I will say as a creative and I really don't, I'm not trying to sound like woohoo about anything, but it was a little hard at first to like, be able to do your job because you're like one we weren't even really allowed to fraternize with the other actors right. so you're trying to build a relationship and some sort of chemistry so when you get on set you have a rapport with each other yeah. and you're like you know you've got a lady who's you felt like you're back in like catholic school where they're just hitting <laughs> you over the back with a with a uh, uh, a yardstick to be like get back you know leave room for the holy spirit i was just like what are we at a middle school dance? Like that's what is exactly happening? what I think of? Like with the like yeah. stand back, like they would put a balloon or whatever. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Can't, your bodies can't get too close. You know right. what I mean. So what's been going on with your school? I mean, you're just crushing it. You're learning. You're changing the world. Now I feel like I'm just interviewing for my podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just adore you. Everyone, go listen to Heather's podcast after this. Um, yeah. Yeah. School has been pretty brutal. I mean, I kind of went into it with the attitude of like, like, well, it can't be that hard. I mean, I'm like finishing my undergrad. I'm, I'm like a sophomore in college and it right. is, it's so hard. I don't know if it's because the classes that I'm taking, like, first of all, I wanted to do pre-med courses. I'm majoring in psychology, but taking pre-med classes as well. So I have to take all the science, but all the prerequisites for science are like calculus and above. And I haven't taken math since I was a senior in high school. Like we're talking over 15, I don't even know how long. And so I had to catch up on like six semesters worth of math, like college algebra, trigonometry, geometry, pre-calculus, calculus, just to be able to take the science classes that I need. And somehow I did it in two semesters, which was like super intense. So it's been hard. I mean, I feel like right now, it depends when you ask me. Sometimes I'm like, yes, it's amazing. I love it. It is very gratifying, very fulfilling just to know that I can do it and I can do well. But right now, because I'm like in the middle of finals and I have like two weeks left of an entire year of school, I am like, I can't even imagine doing another year of it. (laughs) I really can't. 
can. No, I, I'm sure. And I'm sure your brain is just fried too, because when so you're, fried. you're focusing on school and you're having to do it online or, you know, and you're studying at home by yourself and then you don't even have that outlet to even feel like you're like, you know, you got classmates or to yeah. get out and like go to lunch and bitch about a professor. My I classmates mean, it, are also half my age. So. <laughs> right. Listen, listen, I am such a, I think it's right brain people who are creative. I had to take like one math class for, for my undergrad, you know, cause I was getting like a BFA in acting and I'll never forget. I had to drop out of college algebra twice. Cause it was so hard. And I, it was the same thing. I was like a senior. I had to get this class done and I'm looking around and it's like all these young girls and I'm in like my sorority sweatshirt and they're all trying to like be cool. Cause they want to see what sort of am if they can rush it. And I just had a nervous breakdown one day in class. I was like, this is too hard. And I ran out of the class and I'm pretty sure that year they were like, I don't know what sorority she's in, but we don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> It's weird because like when I was younger and I went to school, I don't want to turn this into my interview, but no, you're fine. Um, I mean, all I cared about was like the social aspect of it. So I didn't, I did not care about anything. I didn't care about learning. I didn't know what I liked because I didn't like any of it. So in adulthood, before I was taking these classes, I was like, oh my God, college algebra, like shoot me. I hate math. And then I did it and I was like, oh my God, I, I love math. Like it's actually my favorite thing. Like I just finished calculus and I'm like, I love it. And I'm doing these six week intensive wow. courses where like you have to do like four hours a day and there it's just so much. And I actually look forward to it in a weird way. Like I really love it. You really lost your mind in 2020 then. Uh, yeah. I've really, I have a few, <laughs> I have some screws loose. I don't even know who I am anymore, but it's like, it's a different experience in adulthood because it's like, I'm choosing to do this. I'm doing it for myself, not for anybody else. And, um, but yeah, again, like talk to me next year. I might be like, Heather, it's the worst fucking thing I've ever right. done. <laughs> we just see you walking up and down the Pacific Coast Highway yeah. just with like no pants on. You're like, I'm like my calculator. Yeah. I was <laughs> 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 like, CBC Marielle, I'm like, she, she cracked. She finally cracked. Yeah, 84 graphing calculator. <laughs> Dude, I still have those. I've been cleaning a lot of stuff out at my mom's house and my mom was holding on to it. She had like a literally a Ziploc baggie of like <laughs> old iPads, first generation iPods, <laughs> the little mini pods, and then like three uh, TI-83 calculators. I was like, mom, what are you doing with this? She's like, it's worth something. I'm like, hey, I hate no, to not. tell you. No, it's not. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the calculator that I had 15 years ago, they've gotten advanced like fingerless or, you know, touchless uh, version or something. No, shit, you know, they're you know? still pretty much the exact same. Like they're very old school. They feel very like archaic and I kind of like it. <laughs> I mean, Man, I'm listen, using it. <laughs> no, it's just simple things in life. It's like, yeah. hey, you realize you're good at something. I feel like just through this year, we have to find these little wins to keep telling ourselves like there's something to look forward. You know, something to look forward yeah. to or just, I need a pat on the, the back. And maybe it's because I'm a narcissistic entertainer and I'm just not <laughs> used to, you know, getting that <laughs> feedback from stage. But I've like started redecorating and that's never been my thing. And I'm just like, I, I'm really into like, throw pillows now. And I'm like, who is this person? But I just need well, my mom to be- Is this your like, office that you're in right now? Yes, but it's not. I mean, I just literally threw up a couple of photos. It's not even, we're working on it. But yeah, it's nice. I mean, you, you look very Thank official. You. Like this is my, like- Thank you. Out of you. <laughs> well, 90% of my podcast, my meetings, anything has been out of my closet um, because it was the <laughs> quietest place in my house. Like you and I were talking, it's like you literally, everybody, this whole working from home while- 
it's efficient, if you will. I've got to hide from two French bulldogs, my mom, who doesn't give a shit that I have a job. You know, she's really been like screaming on the phone with her girlfriend, <laughs> Pam, like, Pam, I went down to Home Goods. Don't tell the girls I escaped the house. And I'm like, God damn it, mom, I'm trying to work here. I got to keep the lights on, you know? Have you um, had any like embarrassing Zoom occurrences happen? This whole summer I was pitching my TV show. So I'm having these meetings like Netflix, HBO, Peacock, like all these big companies. And I would tell my mom, like, you need to leave the house for an hour, go on a walk, just drive around. You're not allowed to get out and go to Target, but just drive around. (laughs) And she just did not understand that what I did was a real job. It's constantly (laughs) having to reassure her that I'm a professional. So I would be in these meetings with like Netflix and Robin would just like, Hannah, you want a sandwich? And then it kind of just... (laughs) I think it sold the show even better because people are like, you know what? We're all at home dealing with the same shit. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, or just um, even my fiance, Jeff, uh, he's back in New York right now working, but at the beginning, he would just come into meetings and, and, you know, just like, hey, want to say hi? And I'm like, they don't know who you are. This is the head of HBO. Get the fuck out of the room. (laughs) (laughs) I do that to Chuck sometimes though. Like he'll have, he has like all these screens in his office now because he, before Warner Brothers started the whole testing thing, they were shooting, but he wasn't going to stage. So he would have all the right. feeds from everywhere and all the different writers' rooms because he has like seven shows on right now or something crazy. Right. And I would like walk in in my robe and be like, hey, and there's like 50 people. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're, it's just, we're trying to maintain maintain some sort of professionalism. But at the end of the day, right. like let's like throw it out the fucking window. Yeah. And I just love the transparency. Like when I would get yeah. on these zooms, I'm like, all right, every, three of y'all have bad decor taste and then two of y'all look <laughs> homeless. So I don't know. We're all just hanging on by a thread. If you're a New Year's resolution type person, or if you are just looking to cultivate some peace in your life, I highly recommend downloading the Headspace app and making meditation part of your routine. It does not have to be long, 20-minute silent sessions like I often talk about. Headspace has a massive library with all kinds of guided meditations from one to three-minute breathing meditations to a 10-minute letting go of stress one to three three to 10 minute sleep meditations or longer ones, which are great too. And one of my personal favorites, the three minute SOS meditation for when I am freaking out. Headspace's approach is advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. And it can seriously help to reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and improve your overall sense of well-being. You guys know I'm a huge proponent of meditation, and this is such a fantastic resource. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash blonde, B-L-O-N-D-E. Again, that's headspace.com slash blonde, and you can get a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditation for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now, so definitely take advantage and head to headspace.com slash blonde today. Now back to the show. So I want to get to some of the questions that we had. Great. Um, Let me pull them up here. So we kind of covered some of these, but okay. What do you think are some of the best and worst trends of 2020? Ooh, best Mm -hmm. and worst trends. Yeah. 
You know, I got to be honest, I'm hating on it, but I'm also kind of addicted in a weird way. Like I've literally had to delete TikTok from my phone <laughs> because I get in a dark wormhole of like conspiracy theory TikTok. We talk mm-hmm. about prison TikTok. A lot of it to me is just like these fake pranks that people do on TikTok. It's these couples and they like pull pranks on them, on each other, but they're so calculated and fake and they're getting millions of dollars. And it's just made me a bitter bitch because I feel like I have organically really from the from the, it's been a grassroots operation on my end to try and build what I had on Instagram. And I'm like, you've got this douchey couple from like Maryland who's making fake videos and they're making millions of dollars. Like I'm just pissed off. Or, or, dancing, or dancing. I don't get the yeah. dancing and I'm not a hater. No. I mean, you, you, yeah. that's great. But I don't get like 17 billion views on a video where someone's dancing for 10 seconds. Like I just don't get it. And they're kind of phoning it in. It's not yeah. even like it's original choreography. Right. Like, call me old school. I'm only 33, but I'm like, <laughs> where are the Judy Garlands of TikTok? Yeah. Where is the Liza Minnelli? Like, I need to be entertained. You well, know? I think I think the trap of TikTok, I heard a podcast with the guy who did The Social Dilemma, that documentary. Mm, yes. And he was talking about how TikTok is so alluring because... It's like the way the algorithm works, it's like such a such a quick road to fame. Like you can yes. be nobody, you can have 10 followers and you can post something and it can go viral and get 10 million views. Whereas that doesn't really happen on Instagram. So True. it's like every time you post, it's like the shot in the arm. Like, okay, is this going to be the one? It's like exhilarating. And it's really like, I think people say like, oh, it's more creative. And like, there's definitely... I can do that. I fall into the trap too, which doesn't happen to me on Instagram because it's more creative. It's more interesting. And, you know, you've come across funny things. But I think that like once you start posting on it and I I haven't posted in a while, but when I was, it was that. It was like, it didn't matter what I was posting. It was like, how many views is this going to get? Like, it's like a game. Right. You keep going. You see how like how viral it can go, which is probably not healthy. <laughs> Oh, it's definitely not healthy. And on the other end of it, I feel like I started out at the beginning of like quarantine, you know, around April, May. I was creative. I had the the fire under my ass to be creative on the TikTok and Instagram. And like, I have spent my entire career putting things up that brought me joy and hopefully an audience joy. I'm at the part of the year though, that I realized I haven't like posted in like two months and I just mm-hmm. do stories. And I don't know if that's me being lazy, but it's just like, I need to go out into the world and experience something in order to have any, any sort of creativity. Like I'm, yeah. I'm just grasping for straws. I'm looking at the same four walls, you know, well, um, I am it's, so with you. <laughs> yeah. I, I have nothing I, I don't post. know how I have some of these kids are coming up with this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, nobody really wants to hear from me. My pants still don't fit. Uh, my eczema is in full flare up because it's December. Like, what do you people want? Yeah, yeah. I know. And I, I'll like scroll. Like, I was like, you know, I should start t- posting on TikTok again. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, I literally don't know how p- these people come up with it. Like, I, I have absolutely nothing to say. I have nothing to post on Instagram. I do the same thing every day. I go downstairs to my dining room table and I do homework. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and then I take my dog for a walk and that's my day. Like, yeah. And then because it's, you know, December, the sun goes down at, oh, I don't know, (laughs) 2.30 in the afternoon. So you're like, 
Well, even if I did get a, you know, a creative genius spark <laughs> at, you know, one thirty in the afternoon, I won't have any daylight to shoot anything uh, right, in exactly. the next 45 minutes. Yeah. I'm just, I, I found it. Um, I, I need to pretend that there's something to look forward to. So for me, I've just been like, okay, I've been on my little heart healthy journey. Like, all right, if I just tell myself I'm doing it for health reasons and not vanity reasons that I'll get my shit together. So I'm just trying to like train. I'm like, okay, I will be able to get back out on the road next year. I'm going to book jobs next year. Like I need to be in good shape for this. And so I'm just really lying to myself in order to have some sort of motivation to get up out of bed and do some shit. Okay. So that kind of brings me to the next question. Are we doing New Year's resolutions for 2021 or are we preparing for more dumpster fire? Well, the interesting thing is I believe in the manifestation. I believe you got to write things down. I've never been a resolutions kind of girl though, because to me, I've realized I am, I'm a big goal person. If you want me to like, Hey, drink eight ounces of water every day. Like I'm going to forget. I'm, I'm not the, uh, the quick resolution kind of gal. Um, but I have realized that vision boards work, but they usually only come true about two to five years after you've written it down. So I think what we have to do is because it's already such a hot fucking shit show of a year. Look ahead. Like in five years, I want to have X or three years. I want to have X and then sit back and you'd be surprised. It's not going to be an instant gratification. Like, I think we're still going to be grasping at the low hanging fruit of next year, just like, can I go to Florida and not die? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think we have to keep our expectations low. And then yeah. if something exciting happens, then it's, you know, it's an extra, it's an extra icing on the cake, if you will. But I, I think like we that. need to look long-term yeah, five years down sure. the road. Yeah. Are, do you have any, do you have any resolutions? No. <laughs> yeah. No, because I feel the same way as you. I mean, I learned like in sobriety, I learned that to have expectations is to have resentments because when your expectations aren't Ooh. met, you get resentful and resent yeah. resentment is poison. I mean, I don't want to be a negative person. So I try to have zero expectations. I mean, I think there's like, like you, there are things that I would like to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think if this year has taught us anything, it's to like, just be present and like, just go with the flow. <laughs> yeah. You have to be flexible. I'm talking yeah. like Cirque du Soleil, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, trapeze artists and a thong level yes. of flexibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got okay. to. Totally. Um, what's your favorite way to relieve stress? <laughs> uh, well, usually sex, but Jeff has been in New York. So, um, you know, I'm not getting that as often as I'd like. Um, honestly, I had to start working out it's simply because my anxiety was getting so out of control. And I was like, I'm either going to self-medicate or I can get on the Peloton for 30 minutes and just basically, it's almost like running a dog is the way I've described myself. I have to wear myself out. Mm-hmm. I'm tired all day, every day. Yep. But I've realized if I just work out for an hour doing anything, it's like taking your dog for a long ass walk so they'll sleep through the night. I mean, that's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It, it's, it's just like a nasty sweat and there's something hormonal going on where like I'm sweating a different kind of sweat. I know I need to see a medical professional about it, but I'm just like, this isn't how I sweat last year, but I guess really? it's cathartic. Really? I don't know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm with you. I do the same thing like in the morning and I was having trouble working out before this all started, but I think now that we're not running around out there, like right. we have this pent up energy and I know that I'm going to sit at my table and do work all day. So I have to like 
beat it out of myself in the morning. Yes. With the workout. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, by the end of the day, like I'm so like wound tight and just so anxious. Yeah. And then you find yourself just moving furniture like alone in your house just because you need to like do something. And your husband's probably like, did you just move a a baby grand piano up a flight of stairs? You're like, yeah, I have like survival level strength right now. Uh Yeah. Well, we were remodeling our house and it was finished like right as the shutdown started. Mm -hmm. So... I was doing, I mean, that was luckily like an outlet because yeah, I was like rearranging things and it was a good project to work on. We were, we did the construction during COVID. We were, we redid a basement, but we didn't ever have to have like contact with anybody. And, um, cause it was, you know, the lower level. So we were like, while everybody else was home watching Netflix, I was like, I've got contractors here in and out, you know, <laughs> at the basement. I mean, thank God we were all safe and, and smart about it, but I just, And the funny thing is, I think so many people are now having to like actually spend time at home where they're looking around at their spaces and they're like, oh God, like I got to change this and change that. I've, I've talked to like all my friends who are interior designers, architects, they, they have so much business. They don't, they can't even keep their head above water Really, because people are just realizing that they're unsatisfied with their home life, you know? So plastic surgeons, interior designers, and probably Mm. divorce lawyers. (laughs) Oh, are crushing it. Yeah. Yeah. How's your relationship going? It's good. You know, Jeff and I were, I mean, he's still working in New York, but we were long distance for so long because I was either in LA or on the road or whatever. For like a month and a half, really locked up in quarantine. There were days where I looked at him. I was like, this is the day I kill him. Mm -hmm. I murder him. (laughs) I go to jail. And he just from him like breathing in and out, you know? Oh yeah. I'm sitting on the couch playing FIFA. I'm like, who plays FIFA? You're <laughs> you're an adult with a job, you know? <laughs> I know. Um, oh, I know it. The chewing. The chewing is what gets me. I'd be sitting in the dining chewing. room and I and hear chewing in the kitchen and I'm like, how dare you be eating when I'm doing my homework? <laughs> yeah. And then you sit there and you're like, what exactly do you do, sweetie? (laughs) Like, I know you have a job, but because construction was shut down in New York and, you know, there were days where Jeff really just got to let his hair down and do whatever the hell Mm -hmm. he wanted. Mm -hmm. And he would lie about doing finance. He's like, I'm taking a finance online course just to about real estate or some shit. And then I would sure enough find him playing six hours of like, you know, PlayStation 5. I didn't even know we had (laughs) one. I'm like, I hate you. You've become a degenerate. Yeah. Yeah. But Chuck we're now stronger than ever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Chuck would do days where he would like fully be in pajamas all day. And I'm like, who is this person? When he went back to work and started like dressing in nice, cool clothes again and was like out the door and I didn't see him, I was like, ooh, hey. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm actually attracted again because yeah. seeing you in the same basketball yeah. shorts for a week and a half. Made me hate not you. Like, not like I'm putting any effort in though. I've been in sweatpants since February. <laughs> but there was one day where I did take up cooking during quarantine because I, I've never had the time. I've never been in one spot for long enough. And and so I, I made this insane whole night. Like we make Taco Tuesdays. I mean, from scratch, I made a mole sauce with like pulled chicken. It was beautiful. It's gourmet, the whole thing. Jeff had the audacity. He walked into the kitchen. I mean, there's 16 different things to choose from. And I was like, well, I made the shredded chicken with the homemade mole. And he goes, well, where's the beef? And I said, I didn't make it, Jeff. 
And he put his head down in disappointment. And I, we've never gotten in a bigger fight. I was like, I've been slaving in the fucking kitchen all day, making mole sauce from scratch. And you want beef? And I just, I mean, he'd never seen me snap like that. And I realized mm-hmm. I had such an appreciation for stay-at-home moms and women who are home keeping the house in one piece. I was like, God damn it. I get it. When your kids come home and they're like, I didn't want spaghetti. It's like, you're fucking having spaghetti. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel you. We may have already covered this, but what is the best thing you've learned this year? Oh, what is the best thing that I have learned this year? I will say, and and I this is going to come off as super cheesy, and just I hate it as it's coming out of my mouth, but it's true, and it's and it's honest to to my journey. It's that I I definitely feel like the last couple of years I've been really just you know hustling and scraping to make things happen, and I did have to take a moment to say if I don't take care of myself, I cannot entertain anyone. I cannot be a rock for anybody. Like I can't do my job if I don't take care of myself. So it's been very refreshing to have that moment, to have that time off to go, girl, if you, you got to take care of you, like the self-care is fucking real. The, the mental health is real. It's just been a real eye opener to take that extra minute to say, I I'm going to start saying no to things now for again, like once the vaccine hits and we can go out to nightclubs for like a month, I'll get that out of my system. And then I'll be back to like, Hey guys, I got Miami, by the way. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We'll go to Miami. We'll, you know, go to uh, live. We'll go to live. (laughs) Um, We'll find David Grutman because I feel like he just needs to be in Miami. We'll party for a little bit and then we'll just say, we're going to, we're going to lock it back up. Go back to our significant others and put it down. Exactly. (laughs) But we will have like two weeks in South Beach. So whoever wants to join us, come. Yeah. I love it. I've actually been planning a trip with a girlfriend. Like we keep pushing it back, but right now we're like March. Miami. Yeah. One week, just us. <laughs> yeah. I'm down. I'll, I'll join. I'll just crash. I'll just I'll show you up know. the four seasons and be like, let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on again. So good catching up and I will talk to you on your show. hope you enjoyed that episode. If you liked it, and if you like the show in general, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It goes a long way, and it's actually the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more about each episode, you can head over to the Blonde Files podcast on Instagram. I'm always posting about each episode there or over on my personal page at Ariel Laurie.